and we're back once again for episode 11 of the city of geekum welcome everybody my name is ryan your host and i'm joined as always with my co-host william why hello sir hello how's isolation do you know what today's today's been all right yeah, I've just got up. I felt very awake today. <laughs> the past couple of days have been very sleepy. Yeah. Which I think everybody is feeling right now. You're just getting used to it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Used to There's it. not much panic in this house, though. We're all right. No, I'm... It's normal for me. This isn't isolation at all. This is this is life. No, this is life. I still go to work. I still yeah. come back. No, yeah, it's, and, streets are dead. That's it. That's yeah. the only difference. The only difference... I was, I was going to say, the, the only difference for me is that I'm not working until the 1st of May. So it's like... <laughs> It's like You've got a next month, this month off. I've got this month off. Wow. I'm very thankful that yeah, yeah. I'm still getting paid yeah, yeah, for yeah. the moment. Um, but yeah, all, our, all of the stores are closed, so yeah. Oh, damn. It was only meant to be two weeks, but it's been extended till the 1st of May. Well, well, hopefully everyone else is doing all right out there. If you're still working, good. You're one of the essentials. And if you're not, then hopefully you're getting paid and doing, doing well for yourself and your family and your friends and such. And hopefully you're keeping uh busy yeah i think uh, some some places a worker managed to stay open i was talking to a friend the other day and she was saying that it's she's managed to keep ba- she's basically living in to her work because she works yeah. in a hotel and they've managed oh, to find things to <laughs> pay their staff and to do so it's take the hotel rooms <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so that's pretty cool um yeah, so uh, in this uh, episode, we're going to be talking about, um, well, give a little bit of an update on our D&D campaign, because the last session was pretty good, and the session that we're going to be doing immediately after recording this podcast, oh, it sounds, oh, it's going to be meaty. Like the chocolate bar I'm currently scoffing. Mm, that is a nice chocolate bar. I got Tasty. hot chocolate. Yeah, I got hot chocolate, so I've got my chocolatey needs all filled. Um, and then we'll get on to, well, maybe a little bit of news, I've only got one, which I'll talk to in a sec. Uh, and then we're going to get, talk about, as the title mentions, uh, The Phantom Menace, because I've been re-watching every single Star Wars film, um, just full of that Star Wars fever. Um, You're smashing through them, though. Oh, yeah, we're like watching episode, well, we, uh, me and Jen, we're up to episode three, um, and I just thought we didn't really have any massive ideas to do for this episode so why not the prequels we'll, we'll, do well like... seeing as you're watching through them it's probably a good time to do our episodes on them yeah yeah and yeah, give yeah. our thoughts um this sorry it's better than i thought <laughs> <laughs> is it better than you thought because you haven't watched them in a while? it's probably that and i i, I guess <laughs> it was like ah uh, it because guess I jumped on the bandwagon of hate for the prequels for no reason and then obviously Rise of Skywalker came out and I was like you know I've got to get these another go watched them and I was like oh no yeah they're better mm. <laughs> in my opinion because my opinion's always right and if you disagree then I, I guess you're entitled to your opinion even though you're wrong um <laughs> even though you are wrong that's how the world wrong. works now yeah that, like my opinion is absolute and that's it well, the funny thing is, I grew up on the prequels. So you absolutely they were the first. Them. Was it the first Star Wars movie? No. Did I see? Honestly, this is really weird, but I can't remember which Star Wars movie I watched first. Well, we could go through that when we talk about the Phantom Menace. And... But I've got a feeling it might have been the Phantom Menace. I don't know. Yeah. For certain. Okay. I mean, it's all right. Um, and then yeah, we'll talk about Phantom Menace, our thoughts on that, and then we'll probably get into. Um, 
what would what would we do differently if we were to write it now? If we were to sort of like be the the right hand men of uh, George Lucas. If we were in the writers' room. If we were in the writers' room, and yeah, like sort of, because I, th- yeah, we'll get onto like sort of like what George Lucas did right wrong, whether he had too much control of what he, his vision is and stuff like that. How much CGI and choreography is and stuff. But it's good. Right, anyway. Speak about all the rumours, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll speak about all of that. Hopefully we'll have a good time. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, so first bit of news I've basically got is Sony's delayed everything, movies-wise. Everything. Everything. Just across the board. Well, yeah, well, obviously, like, PlayStation 5 and whatever is going to be coming out and whatever is normal. But, like, movie-wise, everything's delayed until next year. <laughs> like, Ghostbusters, the new film that I, I'm actually intrigued by. I'm intrigued by it. I, I quite Strange liked, Things meets Ghostbusters. I quite liked that trailer. Did you see? We saw it when we went to the cinema. And... I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, we went to a film good. ages ago and we and saw it that was trailer. On, yeah. yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, Paul Rudd in it. It's it, great. It look. It looks quite good. It's good. It's sort of. Yeah. But it's very. It's very strange things. That everybody's jumping on the um, the kids with bicycles taking on the and world. 80s and eighties. And eighties. Eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the 80s uh, yeah. they did it with it no it was good I haven't seen it to chapter 2 but I've heard that's fine yeah but they did it with it and now yeah. they're doing it with Ghostbusters yeah 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 um, so. but that includes like Morbius as well <laughs> the greatest actor ever living Jared Leto being a living vampire I mean Jared that, Leto does a vampire movie yeah Should he's probably gonna be it. he's probably gonna be like what, what method acting just Fighting people and pretending Running to be around a cri- in the street, pretend- yeah, pretending to be a cripple as well because apparently he's a cripple in that film, like before he gets powers. But yeah, um, so that's the thing. I have no idea what else Sony has coming out. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's the two main ones. That's that the I two saw. main ones, but there'll be a lot of stuff that they delay. Yeah, um, which is at least they've still got the PlayStation side of things to keep uh, themselves afloat if you, during this time. Gaming. I think I saw... Actually, you know what? Because the... Literally, month just gone. Um, March. We were calling this on April Fool's Day, so... I don't know, we'll probably make a joke later. I don't know. This is probably the biggest fool of the day, making a podcast. Um, <laughs> we. Did you see the whole like, Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing, like, marketing campaign? Like, you, you'd think they're completely different games... In every single yeah. way, but apparently they like helped each other out in like advertising each other. <laughs> there was like an advert of like a little character from Animal Crossing like being with Doom, killing monsters and shit. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, I mean, that's one way. And yeah, because of this whole isolation, like gaming is skyrocketed. Like I think Doom Eternal like earned well, like, three I'm times probably, in yeah. more sales than like any other. Like his previous game or something like that. Fantastic! I really want to get that game. It must be because people are finding th- new things to do and play. So mm. it's, yeah, <laughs> I've I've, got... I've turned back into Call of Duty to try and yes, first time playing the the new Modern Warfare. Oh yeah, good. Rebooted. Reboot. Oh, it's actually a reboot. This one is a reboot. They, oh. So this is where everything gets confusing because they they've done. Obviously, you have. Um, Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Um, it's war. It's war. Yeah. Um, this means war. It's Sorry. war. Um, what Call of Duty, it's war. That will be one of the titles in the future. Um, Call of 
or this. just Call of Duty War. I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. But anyway, World at War. You've got yeah, kind of. anyway. the idea of the trilogy of of whatever. Um, they remastered Modern Warfare. Uh, last was it last year or the year before? Year before. I think it was. Yeah, it's very. I recent. remember playing it. Very recent. Uh, I remember playing the remaster because Call of Duty Four is a great Call of Duty. If you haven't played Call of Duty Four, go and play it. It's got a great campaign. Mm. And uh, it, Isn't that it's ever... sort of simplified gun combat is really fun to play because it's, it's most people's in, introduction to Call of Duty. Am I right in saying that? It was the, the first, first modern Call of Duty. It was the first one that did everything that you know Call of Duty to do now. Revolutionary. Mm. Um, so that was fun. Um, so they remastered that whole game. They've just brought out the remaster for Modern Warfare 2's campaign, but only the campaign, which is a bit strange. Mm. Um, I don't think I'll spend the money on it because because the campaign for Modern Warfare 2 was fun but is it really that fun? Probably not. Um, is, it, is it like fully released as that? Yeah. Like how much is that? I don't know. Full price? I don't know. Pro- yeah. Probably about 30 quid at least. For just the campaign. Just the campaign. Yeah, Alright. Wait for Remastered and pretty and HD and all this. Yeah. But then they but then obviously Infinity War ran out of ideas so they were mm-hmm. like let's just reboot Modern Warfare Yeah. as I guess people were calling it Modern Warfare 2019 because it came out that's right. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Call of Duty Warzone is the new thing on, on it. Yeah. Um, so you can play Fortnite Call of Duty. It's not too bad, actually. It's quite fun. Yeah. It's a first-person shooter. Um, and the rest of the game's good. They brought Special Ops back, which is a nice, refreshing change. Nice. From zombies or aliens or the overload of whatever we were getting. Uh, I think they just did zombies in the end, didn't they? I like zombies. Uh, yeah, the, the Black good. Ops, the, the Treyarch zombies are the best. Mm. But Sledgehammer started to do their own stuff. And, of course. Because now there's three producers of Call of Duty, not just two. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, so that's good. Yeah, you've been playing that. But I've been playing that, so it's good fun. It's yeah. also good fun just to play Call of Duty multiplayer again, because I haven't in a long time. Yeah, last Call of Duty I played was Black Ops 2. That was the last one I played fully, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I preferred Black Ops One. So yeah, I mean it wasn't bad Black Ops Two, but it's, yeah, it was missing something. I felt Black Ops. I thought Black Ops Two was quite fun. The zombies maps was, were really fun. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the more story elemented stuff and Easter eggs were fun to try mm. and do. Um, and I, I liked it because it was the first futuristic Call of Duty. It was the first one that was like let's yeah, set it. it was the first futuristic one that didn't go over the top. Yeah, it got yeah. the balance really right. It was still familiar, but it was different in. Added new things to the game and yeah, new you settings, and you weren't on a jetpack or running around walls and no, shit like that. It wasn't no, just no. all about fast-paced gunplay. You could yeah. actually do other things other than that. Hmm. Um, but anyway, that's good. So that's that. I've been playing. I, I've also downloaded uh, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which I'm yet to start. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Like I mentioned last week or whatever it was, like I, I tried to. I basically got Shadow of Colossus free on the PS Plus thing, and I thought, ah, that's, that's what I did, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, ah, my PS Plus membership has run out, so I I basically got a free game. But no, you need PS Plus to play to the play free it. game. It's stingy, but hey, it's I guess it's what they need to get their money. Um, yeah, not bad. I I can't really think of. Oh, actually, um, I should probably plug this. Um. Uh, Geminia never had seen uh, the gameplay to Spider-Man so the other day I just went on Twitch and streamed the entirety of the campaign in one sitting that was so much fun I bet yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah I played through the entirety of um, 
the Spider-Man normal campaign, and then a couple of days ago I did exactly the same with the DLCs. Just mm. did one, but like the three of them all in one sitting, which was about a few hours. Very they're quick. Not, they're not that long. They're not that long, but it's like I skipped out all of like the backpacks you have to collect and like the <laughs> side missions and stuff like that. So, backpacks. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? No, but I know about. Oh yeah, backpacks, yeah. You, I just skipped all that. I skipped all the mini missions and stuff like that. I just wanted to burst through the campaign, and yeah, it was so much fun. I think it was like ten hours for the main campaign. Yeah. It was really good. Mm. I'd probably say as a. If it was like a film, a ten-hour film, best Spider-Man film ever, yeah, without a doubt. The end. Do you know the ending? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, yeah. I made the mistake of watching the walkthrough. Oh, it's so emotional, man. Mainly because I didn't want to get the game, but yeah. Um, no, I, I. It's one of those games that I'm like, oh, I probably would really enjoy to play it, but I don't. I can't really be bothered. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> At the moment, it's it's just one of those things that's. Yes. I guess because I've played through all four Batman games I'm a, a yeah. little bit tired of the format and I'm just like no, I fine. know what to expect like, there's fine. nothing that's going to surprise me about it yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a different hero but it, I'd say the, the, this is, well, the bad things about the game is like the Mary Jane missions and like the, the missions when you're just a human <laughs> and just, I get what they're trying to do I wish there was just not a lot of sneaking about trying to be stealthy and more actual like detective work like I think there's a few Batman missions in Arkham Knight where you went to a crash scene and you like used all your gadgets to like find out where specific detective things vision, were yeah. Everything, yeah. everything yeah all detective stuff but no you just went around with a camera and just took pictures and you're like oh, okay is that it that's not really fun but no. yeah it really slowed the game down um, other than Spider-Man I, well I finally finished off uh, a couple of weeks ago actually uh, Jedi Fallen Order yeah pretty cool cool ending I have no intention of going back and playing that again though I that's yeah Jedi I, I actually that. got rid of my copy the other day oh did you yeah oh shit I haven't finished the game but you I, really I just, no because I stalled I, I, I played it a load and I was like oh this is really fun and then I was like there's no yeah replayability aspect to that game I was all. like actually do I really yeah do I really really you know the ending yeah. yeah it was a bit like nah no. I, I was on the final boss for ages and it, well not like it took me ages it was just it probably took me like one solid sit down but like every so often I was like I just can't be asked yeah. to turn it on just to do this one mission and complete the game but I ended up doing it because it's just one last mission yeah. Um, but yeah that, that's that's the game finally finished prototype I think I mentioned the other day uh, finally. <laughs> finally well I mean I got platinumed it it's a good game it's a fun game it's dumb but it's it's Venom slash. Was what Venom should have been. Yeah. But without the infections shit. Yeah. Like morphing into bladed weapons and shit. That's so fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think, what else? What have I done? Uh, I've been trying to watch Torchwood. I've been getting through that slowly. Yeah. Doctor Who's real good. Anyway, um, should we move on? What, what else what was we, were we going to talk about other than Phantom Menace? Well, I before guess. we get to the Phantom Menace... Oh, yeah, d d d d We have got a... What I think is going to be a pretty mammoth session oh, coming this up is... later this afternoon. What this happened afternoon. last session? Oh, what, what didn't happen last what did, session? Yeah. So, yeah. So, we, we obviously sort of kept... Uh, rolled on from the fact that we've met 
Well, reintroduced to one of our friends playing again as a character called Core. Yep, we've got a fourth yeah, party got member. Yeah, we've got a And it started off... started off with a little fight, wasn't it? A little fight, and then... Yeah, we were... Um, we, we went to the... We went to this mansion. So, for those of you who didn't, who haven't listened to our D and D podcast, I think we briefly covered this. But we're doing our island hopping campaign at the moment, trying to find certain um, things to do with a wizard mm. who has gone missing. Who we're trying to find to hopefully get answers about what the hell all the stuff that's going on means. Mm. It's a very uh, and good finding story. a way to maybe stop it uh, in the long run. Um, but we're currently island hopping, so we. We killed the Deathlock last time, and now we're in this mansion that our bird friend, who is, we presume, a friend of the wizard, oh, yeah, the raven. has led us to. Um, so, we, yeah, we had a little bit of a fight mm. with some other people who we learned were searching for something Oh yes, in the mansion. Yes. So we managed to deal with those guys, even though all of us were pretty depleted from the last fight straight afterwards. Oh, yeah, we had yeah. no rest in between the two. Mm. Um, but we did that, managed to explore the house a little bit. Um, we, we opened a chest... We opened a chest. Because of me and my strong bod. Yeah, I broke the a chest. chest. Got an immovable rod. That was fun. Which <laughs> was <laughs> we spent about a good ten minutes. Mm. Ten, fifteen minutes deliberating over this chest. We fell down some stairs. We did fall down some stairs. Yeah. Into a basement where we found said chest. Yep. Um, we managed to get through the cave system. We found one of the artifacts that they were looking for. And we came up against this giant blob. Uh uh, yeah, a gelatinous cube. Yeah. For those of you who play D&D, you will know what one of those is. But mm. it's a classic D&D monster. Um, but that was the first time facing one of them, which wasn't too hard. Wasn't too hard. They're not very hard to defeat, but mm. um, that was fun. Yeah. Um, and we were trying to find a way out of the caves, but we fear we may have stumbled into more shenanigans. Oh, this sounds awful coming up next. I just... <laughs> Uh, what our DM decided to do was like, right, you're going around this corner, and we got our rogue. Rogue decided to go ahead, not roll a natural one for the first time. No, he rolled pretty high. He, he rolled good. very high. So yeah, we he didn't get caught. He went around this corner, looked over, and next minute, every single one of us heard this massive boom and like explosions and stuff like that. R- uh, our rogue saw what he was, knows what happened. he knows what is and there he's kept it a secret and, for like and what, that was it that, that's the cliffhanger <laughs> that he left it on it's we had to leave the room and everything yeah or like, oh, leave the oh, video chat dear was, yeah so yeah that was uh that's a that's a thing we don't know what we've stumbled across i think in it's the a, mines underneath i have house. a feeling it's a baby dragon you you're set on a dragon i'm right? set on a baby dragon even though i'm not necessarily like i don't know uh, what it is we we We've got a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, things we need to sort of sit down and discuss about kind of how all this knits together. I've made some notes the other day, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, all of this really does, there's a lot of forces working with each other mm. in all of this. Um, you know, it is is all of the, the, the undead stuff is linked to the Beggar King and the Thieves Guild and all this stuff that's going on that we've already sort of faced. Um, but is it hard? You know, is it is it linked for definite, or is it a separate thing, or is what's mm. going on now Mont a separate thing, or is it? Yeah, it's all very um, the mystery that Pete has crafted is to, to kind of the people who are really pulling the strings. We don't really even know yet. You know, we're so far into this to these sessions. What we're twenty six session twenty six. This will be now. Oh, this is mental. Yeah, yes, yeah. a big big. It's big over sessions. a year of us not playing every week, but us doing twenty six sessions in a year. Mm. 
Um, and they're and really long sessions long as well. Each. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're so really it's over a hundred hours mm. of game. So good. And we still don't really know. We still don't really know the full amount of what we're up against. Or yeah, it's not even we're up we haven't even scratched the surface. I don't think. I don't think we have on. at all. No. Like we we kind of we've uncovered the very top of it and. Mm. We're kind of dealing with that at the moment, um, but yeah, we we have we have no idea, mm. and I don't know what we stumbled into. Ed has kept it secret, who is our rogue. Yeah, um, yeah. And he he was he was promised not to tell, um, but we'll see. We'll see whether it's a fight or We've whether it's a bit of evidence that We've, is going to be. I'm just thinking, have world we got, chattering or have we, did we have a long rest just before this? We haven't. We did. Anything. Yeah. Okay, so we've got everything. And we we we've fought got the gelatinous cube though. So I've expended. Oh, yeah. I've only expended one spell slot though. What was that? That was the thunder wave. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. So yeah, I can yeah, gain that back via my handy necklace. Yes, you could. Yeah. So I'm. I'm at full. We're all pretty much at full strength here. I think I am. I'm gonna have a double check. I think core is as well. Core, yeah, definitely is. Uh, um, hmm. Yes, I am. I've got everything. That's good. It's gonna be interesting to see what lies around this corner corridor for us. Oh. It'll be so good. We, it was should, all we should have gone straight on. That was the way out. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> think um, also uh, our DM said that it was well. He it was up until the first part of the fight before the Genatus Cube that he was like, okay, this is all like improv now because he only planned the first like half. Well, we were all free, weren't we? So it was an extra long session. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He, yeah, Pete had to kind of. We took a, a second break, I remember, and during that break, yeah. we kind of drew up a floor plan of these caves. Yeah, yeah. Because it was it wasn't something he planned to get onto. But, mm. um, oh, it's gonna be so fun. It's just. Um, what else could it be if it's not a dragon, or baby dragon? Because we obviously we're not gonna fight a full grown dragon. I don't know what it is. I, it, part of me in my mind thinks that we've unearthed, because we know there's these search parties that are out and about, we, and we know their name now, the Brotherhood of Awakening. Yes, is what these these people are called that are dabble, dabbling in necromancy anyway, um, mm. who apparently have ties to the Beggar King and things like this. Um, although we don't know whether we don't know whether that's a separate thing. Mm. I'm still I still kind of think that it's separate that the Brotherhood of Awakening and the the Beggar King are kind of they they they've worked together, but they're separate entities. I think the Beggar King has more to do with the rot and the plague than yeah. these guys do. Um, these guys have more to do with the the dragonborn and the Ooh, world yes. altering stuff. If it's, just the, a, if it's just a dragonborn, it might be the dragonborn that we skipped out on. Yeah, I think we've interrupted some sort of ceremony or or Another dig one. site or something. Another one. Hopefully, there's a good exit in case we need to escape. <laughs> well, I, I well Ed's not been as far as we know. Ed's not been seen yet. We've just yeah, I don't think he has because what what did he roll like twenty three? For a stealth check or something like that. You um, rolled fairly he high. Rolled above a twenty. I know that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So I think he's fine. It's just, I hope they don't get me to stealth check because I'm a giant half orc with chainmail, so I'll have disadvantage. Yeah, no, we're not. You're gonna don't. be, you're gonna be last in the room if anything goes yes. down. But. And if you need me, just shout and then I'll burst into the scene. But yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. Mm. To find out we, we'll, we'll what exactly you. made that noise. <laughs> we'll keep you updated in the next episode. Yeah, we'll, have, a, we'll have an update of it. Uh, we'll do, we should do this every week or every time we do like a D&D podcast, just update on uh, on our campaign. Um, I think that's it in Phantom Menace. 
Phantom Menacing. Let's Phantom the the the, 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 the you yeah. Tried. Let's talk about that. You tried. Star Wars Episode One. Yes. Um, okay, I'm gonna try something. Um, what's the story, Will? Oh jeez. What's the story? What's the story of Episode One? Mm-hmm. Um, it's about. Um, it's, it's a film, isn't it? It's, uh, there's some people in it. Yeah. Uh, there's some not people in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some robots in it. Yep. Uh, there's a couple of Jedi. Yeah, people with lightsabers. And pew pew. And yeah, there's lots of pew pew. Yeah. Uh, there's good a, music. Uh, it's great music. There's a Misa Jaja Binks. The greatest um, character of all time. Just don't. Just don't even. <laughs> please. For your um, sanity. It is a picture show that uh, accompanies beautifully John Williams' great music. Yes. Is that a good answer? That's a good answer. I'll, I'll tell you that. If you were to try and pick out a singular story, I think that... Well, let, let me say this. Let me tell you what the story I think is meant to be. Okay. What they were aiming for. Yeah. It's the story of the discovery of Anakin. Yeah. Simply enough. Simply enough. With... A whole lot of shit messed in around it. A fuck ton of politics. <laughs> this is a kid's there's, movie. There's not that much politics in it. There is. No, there's not. Blockades not and trade movies. negotiations and Yeah, but the, none of it... Treaties. There's no nitty-gritty of it. It's just a lot of mention of it. It's just... Nah, trade federation. Yeah, oh, trade yeah but it, I get that. It's, it's just a lot of talking about it. But they never go into depth about anything. No, it's, it's just like, walking around. Why is this blockade talk, happening? Yeah, it, it's just a lot of talk walking around and being like, oh yeah, there's treaties that need to be signed. There's there's a blockade up there. Luckily, you don't We're being ever invaded. see the signing of said treaties oh, or the like Jesus. sitting in the conference. We get a little bit of the Senate, but you, we, do, we could have oh. like a whole thing of like just government stuff. Oh, God, I hate that. I mean, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's no it's I get what George Lucas was going for and the fact right okay the fact that it, I like that it's original it's very original yeah even, even though it's a kids film even George Lucas said that these are supposed to be kids films he specifically said did that. he say that before or after he made them because I've got a um, feeling he said it afterwards I might have been before or during I think he definitely said it during. I've got a feeling it was after the first one know. and after everybody slated it. Yeah. I maybe. think it was. I think it was just. It was the typical JJ Disney thing of like, oh yeah, that was meant to be that. No, it wasn't. JJ. Yeah. George, George Lucas. No, I mean JJ. It's like it's like what Disney have done with them. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It's constantly yeah. adding on yeah. afterwards. But there's a lot. Of, away there, there's a lot of like. Because um... I think that origin. I think that originated. <laughs> I think. At this point. I think George Lucas actually meant it though. Did he? he definitely. Well, I think he did, because. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, he, he, well, he definitely meant it more than fucking Disney have been saying recently. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot more meaning beyond what George Lucas says, and it's like it's a shame what has like happened with him, and like the whole Star Wars debacle and like, him selling off because he felt that he was being hated a lot, which is a shame. And now people want him back. Yeah, <laughs> which is ironic, isn't it? Wow, <laughs> God. I've, um, I'm never mad. Like I, I never got why people. Sl- I, and maybe I was blessed that I was too young to really understand the full fandom thing yet. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the prequel movies. Yeah, yeah. Because they were just fun. I did when I was younger. They were just fun. Yeah. It I was mean, just getting lost in a Star Wars world. They didn't really have to make fully a lot of sense. As mm. long as there was a plot there, which there is, yeah. vaguely running throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To follow along. When it starts getting going, 
it gets yeah. go. And I right, okay, so let's um let's go through like the things that we like and dislike. Okay. Let's go through likes first. Mm, oh, we've started on dislikes with the politics and stuff. Let's continue down the dislikes part. Then. Yeah. So this I feel, what do you dislike? Obviously the politics. I think no fault oh, is it fault of its own. It came around a time where oh shit, we can do CGI. Doesn't didn't really think about whether it was good CGI that they could have done, but they were like we can this is new technology. It's new technology. Let's go all out on this bitch. You know all that I think more yeah, I think more of the thinking behind it was that It's very it was age like, age pre basically going, Oh look, this is the kind of technology I kind of really was hoping for when I made Star Wars. This yeah, is to what begin I envisioned with. in yeah, my yeah, head. Yeah. But now it's actually here, so we don't have to use all these practical effects stuff anymore. Mm. We can just green screen this whole movie and make it look really loads beautiful. of stuff. I mean, like, yeah. If, to be if, fair, if it was made now, up. if it was made now, uh, does it? Some parts don't. Some parts do. Some parts don't. Yeah. Um, the more close range stuff works really nicely. Um, but I think yeah like so oh uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought um, yeah it, I could see if it was made today yeah it'd look amazing obviously and it, I'd think it'd be a lot better because uh, and obviously it was made at a time where George Lucas was like granted a hero because of what he created with the originals and when you bring it back after what 20 years uh, it's a very long time, like 15 that, yeah. years or something like that. At least so. 20, 80s to early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like he was like, right, Georgia, because you clearly know what you're doing. We're not going to give you any sort of like restraints. Just do what you want. And that was in ways a good thing because he got to tell the story that he always wanted to tell, but also a bad thing because then he just started adding and adding and adding without people just going, uh this wouldn't actually work right now or like you know it's just been it's a bit too much there was, there was so much it's been said that he was surrounded by yes men yeah exactly um, yeah yeah and I don't think there was anybody really there to kind of a sort of studio editor type to sit there and go this is a really great idea mm. but How is can it we... vital to the movie yeah because it feels like there are a lot of scenes in these Star Wars prequels that you're like this is just extra. This could be tr- trimmed around the edges and you'd have a far better movie because you get to focus on what is important. And I think we even, I even noticed, like, even the opening crawl, it's just waffle. Yeah. It's just, what? Like, when you, like, look at A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and Return Jedi, it's like, these are the good guys, these are the bad guys, this is their objective, and this is where they are. Simple. Simple, quick, easy, and is it's it got because like. It was a different time then, though. Possibly because let's. let's it's it's a very simplified story. When you judge, especially when we talk about a new hope, what you have to remember is that nothing had come before that in Star Wars. Hmm. It was the first thing people saw of Star Wars, and it was a, it was it was a simplified. And it was simplified because otherwise the audience wouldn't get what was going on. It was literally good versus bad, but in space. Yeah, it's basically World War Two in space. That's yeah, a, that's what a new hope yeah. is effectively. Which is which is fine, and I think it. it uh, uh, we're saying this, but it's like if that was done now, it as long as it's simplified and it makes sense, it doesn't matter how like unoriginal it is. As long as it's good, like. But then, with if you had too much of just 
random stuff, it kind of loses it. I know, I, I know what o- you're saying. The I opening call is just, oh, this is... Tra- this again, the, the trade, trade federation, trade federation, blockade in the bit. Like who, who the fuck is who? And like, why? I've always wanted the side, little side note. I've always wanted the the crawls to be read by like a really high pitched sixties radio commentator. <laughs> the trade federation has blockaded Naboo. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> see, <laughs> just bark bugs for nine ninety five. Two Jedi have been dispatched to. Dra- <laughs> Jedi knights are on their way to deal with. People. It just goes with the music as well. Yeah, oh, <laughs> great. It is fantastic. Um, but I know what you mean. That's so, the yeah, open call of the Phantom Menace. It doesn't set the scene. It, doesn't, it just waffles. You're right. It just yeah. waffles about it. expedition. It's actually uh, just going briefly into Attack of Clones, even though we're not talking about it as much. The crawl is a lot better in Attack of Clones, from what I remember. I just watched yeah. it yesterday. Because again, I can't it's, remember it. I it's more say, simplified, but... even though we have gotten a lot of backstory. It's essentially, right. This is where the droid separatists are. This is where the Republic is. And there's this dude called Count Dooku and he's plotting something. Bang. He's plotting something. He's plotting. It's literally just like that. It's simple. And it's, you know, again, you get that. There's a good, there's bad. This is what's happening. This is where people are. I think that's that's all that needs to be in a crawl. Um, but yeah, with this, it's just... It, it, it is... launches you straight into the universe. And this kind of, it's interesting because we can talk about this afterwards. Yeah. Um, and we mentioned this yesterday to each other, but... It kind of parallels the the first few scenes of the movie, The Crawl. It launches you straight into this world, and it's so rich with things, but it's like you've just been dropped in the middle of a sea. Like, you Mm. don't know your bearings, you don't know where you are, Mm. you're just, oh, there's all this cool stuff around me, but whoa, 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 hang on. Where exactly are we, you know? Coming back after 20 years, I think that the first, you know, title call of Star Wars, it should have been, as you said, it should have been more informative. Yeah, yeah. To people, it should have been like, this happens. The first line of that title call should be, so many years before a new hope, this is what is happening. Mm. Because then people go, oh, okay, so that we're we're this far for okay, and then maybe mention a character, and this is something I was yeah, I think I was going like... to mention to you anyway. But I I think these movies would have been a lot better if they completely solely focused on Anakin. And yeah, 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 and that's probably where the film finally picks up because you have all this bullshit with like going to the boo, trying to take the queen to the Coruscant, and then they have to go back to some I don't know what happens, and then it's only until they actually get on Tatooine. And right, okay, regardless of whether you think Jake Lloyd was a good child actor, I mean, he was he was pretty. Pretty naff. He's pretty child. It's, yeah, whatever. For that time, you, like you get child be. actors today, and they're just like fucking sonnets. Sonnets not the right word. What am I saying? Uh, no, they're they're really good. That you could probably say that. I think it, it depends on. I think there's a lot of child actors that have kind of been up raised by their parents to be child actors, so therefore they've kind of been through the training and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't. I as far as I'm aware, I've not read up on Jake Lloyd. I don't believe he was one of those people. He was just a kid that was plucked out of, yeah, out of space. Seemingly, I, I have no idea. But yeah, so like yeah, regardless of what you think or not, when it actually gets to Tatooine, it's like there's this kid. He's a slave. He's a pretty shit life, and he's trying to make his way through life. And then obviously, I actually quite like the. The bit where, like, oh, fuck, they're just stranded on this planet and they need to get something. They could have... We'll go into it in a second where this is probably where they should have started the film. There's these Jedis that are trying to take this 
bring this queen to this place, but they're stranded on this desert planet. And here we meet Anakin Skywalker. You just have the literal same idea as I did. Yeah. Have it so that you have maybe a scene before that, a couple of scenes before that with, with Queen Amidala, mm. escaping Naboo after there's a military attack on Naboo by the Separatists. Because that's literally what happens in A New Hope. Yeah. Like, the Princess Leia is trying to escape yeah. from someone. And, and unfortunately, they, they run out of fuel, so they, they land on Mos Eisley, which is known as a massive trading port for the galaxy. Yeah. And it's and a scummy not, place it's a as well. Familiar setting for Star Wars yeah. fans. Maybe um, it's a little bit too similar. Maybe a little bit. Li- maybe a little bit on the nose. Yeah, we'll probably, we'll probably be classed as J.J. Abrams, just <laughs> fucking rehashing shit and never making anything original. Let's go to Hoth. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, okay, and well, maybe also, it should have started in. I think there's many ways you could have started it, but I, I agree that you need to introduce Anakin as the main character. As somebody to help yeah. straight away, and I think that would have been a nice way to do it. Have, yeah, yeah, have yeah. may meet him very early, um, and yeah. then maybe the Jedi are sent to help once they know the Queen's in danger by the Senate, for example. Yeah, and um, that's when Qui Gon and Obi Wan turn up or whatever. I re- okay, I really like. I don't. I, okay, so like with all this, like you know, the, when the hate started with the prequels, and yeah. it's like, oh, George Lucas just overdone Star Wars and blah, the Padre. Why do people hate the pod racing scene or the, the that moment? I, I really like yeah. it. <laughs> I don't think it's because of the actual concept of pod racing. Uh. I think, look, the guy invented a new sport on a new planet. Yeah, that was really cool. We got nothing like that in the in the it's original real cool. Star Wars. It's, I really like That's it. That's the kind of thing that happens when a republic is at the height of its. You know, people are celebrating and they go to watch sport and they bet on sport yeah. because that's what everyday. I life like is. it. I like the whole background that like the huts are the gang, the main gangsters, and they're the one that basically run in this space. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and then it's got like you know they're the top gangsters, and then the little gangsters below them, like Watto, he's the one that's doing like the mini bets and stuff like that, and like he's the, probably the one that is like going to Java Watto, to Watto. yeah Watto Watto. Um, yeah, I like that. I like the hierarchy of like this this planet and like so how things world, work. There is a lot of world building in these. There's planets. a lot. I feel there's a lot more world building in the Tatooine scene than the whole of the stuff that comes. The other it. the <laughs> other bits. I, it's weird. There is, and this is I because I said this to you. There is world building in those scenes, but the trouble is, is that because you jump from one to it's exactly the same problem that the sequels have, and especially Rise of Skywalker. Mm. You're just jumping from location to location. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this place also exists. Oh, but this place exists. Oh, I there's do. some people that live underwater. And, um, and you, like, think of the Gungan City as a perfect example. I actually quite like that as well. You go there. I like the planet. Yeah. yeah you go there for one scene and, and you it. leave. Yeah, yeah. What was it? We said in the first 30 minutes, maybe hour of this film, it's like a two and a quarter hour film. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon going from, from being on a spaceship. space to Naboo, to underwater, to back on the surface, to in space again, to Tatooine. Yeah, in about S- 30 minutes of footage. However long it is. But yeah. And it's about five scenes. It's ridiculous. It's more than five scenes, but yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But it jumps around set pieces so yeah, yeah. many times that you. Mm. Plus the title crawl not really introducing you properly in, back into Star Wars. For people. And I think for a lot of new people watching it, because I think it's worse if you if that was your first experience of Star Wars. I think going into it as a Star Wars fan, at least you mm. feel like you're in the same world still. 
but you've been you're sort of thrown about so much that you don't you're right and the reason that stuff starts to stick on Tatooine is because that's the first time the film settles yeah yeah you know but yeah it's it's got yeah an idea of where it is now and where it wants to go um from yeah, then on it's I, a better paced film I do well. quite like like regardless of I'm just probably saying a very generic thing in Star Wars I like the weird characters the weird quirky aliens different species just the very vast yeah. variety of you know Naboo has like the palace like again kind of like hierarchy thing um, but like with like the whole palace and queen and like troops and whatever and then and it's just got beautiful this beautiful sort of renaissance style city yeah and then yeah. this really again in a kind of same way beautiful underwater Gungan city it's, yeah. it's quite nice to it's, yeah it's really yeah. lovely and it's and, really cool as and well. then as weird as it is when they're going through the water and then this giant fish fucking appear it's, it's weird but three it's quite cool three different fish yeah. in one scene just a man. Who'd have thought that? Why name? do we need that? Like who, who that's did... a, that's one of those things that I feel could be chopped out of these movies. Like, I mean, it's great world building. And now, when you yeah. look in the encyclopedia of Star Wars, it lists those three fishes as native to, to Naboo, which yeah. is great. But it's is weird, it relevant though. to Anakin's yeah. story? No, no, not really. It doesn't need to be there. It's yeah. just there to kind of raise temporary excitement. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, but I I quite like that. But it's like, yeah, I don't I don't know how you'd make that bit sort of better to try and like include that. I don't know. Um, I think the thing is with a lot of things. I think the thing with world building and things like that, with like the fish appearing and exploring the ocean, like it, it comes, it it has a better impact when the characters involved in that are having to be in that scenario for a reason. Mm. And I don't think the reason for just going to the surface is... Like, because why didn't they just go back up to where they came from and walk... Like... Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, why do you that. have to go all the way through um, this maybe, massive tunnel system that maybe apparently it's to is miles avoid, from the city? Yeah, to avoid the droids, maybe. May, I, I mean, I, get I guess it. so. I think they do explain it, but... Uh, but that's a pretty big ocean yeah. that they navigate. And yeah, I think... a very small pond they jumped in. Is that all that underwater? Well, I might go what, in caves, like probably in caves. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh well. Um, but it's like <laughs> I actually quite like it because it's kind of a bit, a bit of a, sto- a staple in Star Wars. Like in every single film, there's at least one weird creature. Like That's the, fir- true, yeah. the first one when they're like in the the garbage compactor the garbage thing, compactor, you've got yeah. that weird monster. And in the second uh, Empire Strikes Back, you have the worm in the in, in the, the moon, in the, in the, the giant worm, the, yeah, worm. the space worm, and then what was it, Episode Six. I think it's the Wampa, the the Yeti, fucking ice monster. That's the, uh, no, that's that's that's, that's episode five. Fuck episode six. Is it the Ewoks? Episode six is the 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 Rancor. Of course, it's the Rancor and the Sarlacc pit. And it's got Sarlacc several. Pit. It's got several. <laughs> what an idiot. Um, episode one is obviously the fish monsters. Episode two. What's episode two? I literally just uh, watched the it beasts yesterday. in the fighting pit. Yeah, that's quite a cool scene. I actually really... Uh, is there another one as well? Uh, I feel like there is. There should be. Um, I have no idea. I don't know. I can't remember. What's episode three? Episode three is... Oh, gosh. In episode three, that's a difficult one because there's a lot of things that happen, but not... Is it the... the... <clears throat> uh, Berlux. Um, uh, just probably the massive lizard that Obi-Wan rides. It doesn't really jump out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, it is a bit out of nowhere. Yeah. 
It's just, ah, we ride a giant lizard lizard bird thing. Is it a bird? What is it? I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. Weird it's thing I like. Episode 7 has the weird tentacle giant ball things. Yeah. That's... That's weird. Very strange. Episode 8. What was episode, episode eight? 8? Oh, probably the... Just the fucking horse things. Just a random thing. On the casino planet. Oh, yeah. The, um, Those yeah, yeah. weird things. Those, yeah. That, then, that would probably be it. What and was then, Rise of Skywalker? Uh, the horse things again, out of absolutely fucking nowhere. Oh, yeah, the horses with eight legs. With eight legs, yeah. Oh, no, it's the, the giant, giant snake. Giant snake, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's say about that the bird. So it is a staple of... Yeah, I guess just it, having I guess one, it is then, one now that you've strange out, thing. Yeah. I feel like it's overblown in... Oh, in Rogue One, it's that weird poor gullet thing. Yeah. And then in Solo, it's probably the start. Have you seen Solo? No. Yeah, it's in Solo. It's just this giant weird worm thing that talks. It yeah. All the um, all the Castle Run monster as well. Yeah, that as well. That's the actually giant, pretty cool. The giant space squid thing. Yeah. I've already I like. That later, I really like that idea that there's just monstrosities out there in space. Just random just ones. Live and breathe in a vacuum. Yeah. Real good. And a just crazy. Um, weird and could swallow a star destroyer you know it's like yeah that's really cool um anyway back to back to things phantom that, menace but i think i feel like in the phantom menace they overdo it because it, it's just like that yeah they get Too juiced much, by the yeah. booba fish for like all of 10 seconds before it gets eaten yeah yeah like what's the point and then you just let that you just have the gungans themselves yeah it would have been so much better had they just been chasing, like being chased by one fish monster, mm. and, and they narrowly three. escape it? Yeah, and there's three. You know. Yeah. Uh, I guess in that way it would be a little bit like the worm thing in episode five, but yeah. uh, parallels and stuff like that. But there's a reason that that worked so well is because it was, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this this film also has an incredible cast. Liam yes, Leeson, it does. O, uh, Ewan McGregor. Uh, what's, what's Darth Maul's name? Ray Parker? Ray Parker, yeah. Ray Parker. I think at that time, or like until I haven't seen like many other Liam Neeson films because they're all shit, um, but he was the only character on screen to ever kill a Liam Neeson character. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange and very weird. But I quite like that fact. Toad. He also plays Toad in X-Men. Who, Liam Neeson? No. <laughs> Oh, Ray Parker. Ray oh, Parker. Sorry, I got confused. I like, <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson plays Toad. <laughs> I will find you, and I will tongue you. Well, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. oh, oh no. he's gone there. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this is what isolation has done to <laughs> Oh, fuck. What was the other thing that we said the other day when James came down? He said something about dildos and lightsabers. Oh, don't go into it. <laughs> On this podcast, no. No, okay. Keep it PG. We'll restrain ourselves. Yeah, okay. Well, Isolation does some funny things, as yeah. I'm sure all of you are finding out. Right in. See what weird things you started doing. Yeah. In isolation. Have you started what? talking to the people in the walls yet? Or? In the walls. <laughs> I have my friends. Alright, Spidey. Yeah, alright, Spidey. Right, <laughs> um, okay, yes. Yeah, so, Back but, to the movie. Anyway. Yeah. So, like, you know, um, Samuel Jackson as well. Oh, there's He's so many great people in these name. movies. So many great people. Um, however, none of them really do anything. Well, okay. I actually said this thing. Does anyone smile in this film? Padme. Briefly. When she's flirting with eight-year-old Anakin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I get it. But, like, I'm not saying every single film... How old is Padme meant to be? I 
think she's meant fuck how in the first Star Wars I'm looking this up Um, but yeah like I'm just trying to say though like what I mentioned is that not every film has to be like oh happy happy go lucky this is great yeah this is in the middle of like a blockade and invasion I guess it's meant to be it's the height of the republic people are meant to be living wealthy and happy like smile yeah how old is Padme? I guess it's because this. I think she's meant to be fourteen. She's meant to be fourteen. No. Okay. Well, how oh old dear. was Natalie Portman when she played it? Like twenty-two oh or something. Um. Fuck. Uh, uh. Uh. Anyway, I don't know. I'll have a look at that as well. Um. She's thirty-eight now. Um. Something like that. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, she's thirty-eight. And when did Star Wars: Phantom Menace come out? Like two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. So how long ago was that? That's Fuck, nearly 19 20. years ago. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, she would have been about 19 then. Am I right? Uh, what, Probably not. 38? 38, 20, 19. 20, Maths. 19, yeah, yeah. She would have been 19. Wow, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um, yeah. I'd say, like, the standout performances in this film is uh, Chancellor Palpatine. I really. Okay. Always. I love Ian Always. McDermott in all the McDermott, prequels. As, as the Emperor is just great in yeah. everything he does. I'm trying to think other than him. Except Rise of Skywalker. That's not his fault. I mean, he tries. He tries with what he's given. Uh, I mean, it's just like a he's broken a zombie. record. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, what other performances would you say is like a standout in that? Uh, Again, it just kind of. Liam Neeson. Yeah. With what he's given, I think he does a yeah. good job. Um, he conveys emotion, which is must say, Obi Wan Kenobi, you and McGregor. Uh, yeah, McGregor, towards the end, definitely, because he shows a lot of emotion. When spoilers, I think it's Kwan his weakest performance. This movie, yeah, in in the prequels, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, 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 I, yeah. I just he's oh, he's so good as Obi Wan. Like, I'm so glad we're getting a Kenobi series. I mean, eventually, if this fucking virus if goes gets away. made. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, this, this is what I'm trying to sort of, like, relay, is that when you think of performances, you want to, like, you know, someone that is t- taking the scene, like, or, you know, stealing the spotlight. It, not really anyone in this film. I mean, Jar Jar tries, but he's just an annoying character. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably the only one that is literally, like, upbeat all the time. <laughs> Even though he's a goof. Do you think that's do you think that's part of like the paradoxical problem with Jar Jar in these movies? I mean, only this one because he's only rarely this, he's rarely gets in cut out of the other two. Very bit massively. People hated him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you think people hate him so much for being so over the top because everything else is so monotone? Yeah. That it's probably. like it's like sleep fest. I, I I was joking throughout the entire film with Geminio when we were watching it, and I was like, oh yeah, this is your favorite character, right? And she was very displeased with me every time I mentioned it. It was very funny. I love teasing her. Um, but, but, I, Jab but I can't. Fuck! It's just so. It's just so annoying. It's like right. Not chill. to mention the racial stereotyping. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. It is a lot. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of racial stereotyping as well. Like Watto, he's like a. Yeah, I suppose he's, so. Yeah, he's a very racial stereotype as well. Um, do, right, okay. I want to I make a really controversial... Well, I don't think it's controversial to me because I don't really like the character. Darth Maul. What do you think of Darth Maul in this film? He doesn't do anything in this no, film. No, nothing. 
People loved him because he had a double-ended lightsaber. And he looked cool. He looked awesome. And yeah. And he was pretty good at fighting and doing acrobatics. The, I think this is another problem I have with this film. It's that Darth Maul is the Boba Fett of this film. Yeah. Looks cool. Seems cool. Does fuck all and dies really badly. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like, you think he has one sentence? To be fair, Boba in this Fett film? got a build-up in episode five that was cool. Boba Fett was better. Just. Very just. But that's because he didn't do anything. And people, yeah, were, I true. think people got hyped and were like, oh, this cool guy's a really cool bounty hunter, he's going to do it. And then he dies straight away in the, to the sixth movie. Yeah. Because I think that's where all the hype came from. Uh, yeah, so Darth Maul's, yeah, he can do flips and looks cool. And you think this is one one sentence and also you have this to film. yeah you have to and he's yeah and snarling and stuff yeah grr grr I'm a scary third, you know um, also you have to remember that he was the first Sith Lord outside of the two that we had seen yeah and I think people were just like oh I love the yeah again I love the design and like you know, the I'd say another thing with any Star Wars films the prosthetics and like the pro- yeah. product stuff that they use that they yeah like physical stuff it all looks seamless and brilliant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, CGI just lets it down. But other than that, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I I just I don't like the fact that oh because he looks cool, and he does flips. Therefore, he's a great character. And okay, right, he might be amazing in the extended books and he's done well as extended he's universe, but. You should, I, I you should really watch the Clone Wars. I probably should. Because he's but... he's brilliant in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like they take a character who is what you just described him to be mm. and give him this rich backstory and this rich kind of vendetta against mm. people. And... This actually you know what? Star Wars the Phantom Menace, it could have started the with the Oh, this this might be a different take, but why not start the film or have this film solely focus on Darth Maul? As a character. Ooh, that's an interesting take. Yeah. But the point of view from him. Or just set it from the point of view of the dark side. Exactly. That would have been interesting. But then, like, with the whole trying to set it from I don't think it would have done much good as the movie went on, though. Yeah, as the trilogy went on, it wouldn't have worked. But, yeah, because then you might have... Like, you probably have two plots. The side of the dark side... I'm probably going to say the so obvious thing now but the point of view from Anakin and then the point of view from Darth Maul have them yeah that's it that's the entire film because then you can build on Anakin in episode 2 and 3 and whatever but then episode 1 just have like Darth Maul as the main-ish character and then yeah like Anakin takes up the mantle I still think the the main thing to fix these movies is to solely focus on Anakin Anakin is one other person and maybe Obi-Wan yeah. Because Obi Wan was an established character, and people knew who he was. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, because let's not let's not forget if there's a central theme, it's it's not just the kid becomes an evil Sith Lord. It's yeah, how the relationship that? between Obi Wan and Anakin. Yeah, I'm saying that. Yeah, there's not we, enough of it in the first movie. If we were, if we were to rewrite this film, have it as the two plots being Darth Maul and like you probably see like open this open up the the film being mm. like him as a kid, Darth Maul's kid. Yeah whatever happens to his family happens he gets taken in by the dark side blah 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 he trains up becomes a Sith Lord and then have like the uh, second plot line being like Anakin on this shit planet 
stuff happens. He meets Obi Wan, and then there, that's he, when he the works two in meet. a spaceport. Yeah, as a carrier or something, or as a slave kid. Mm. And all, oh, of, just, and all of a sudden, this, well, no, I, I think if he worked in like a spaceport or somewhere that that was connected to space, you know, yeah, port things. I guess he kind of does because they go to search for the part that he had, you know, he and he does help them, but. I, I like the. I like the idea of it being like, oh, and I was just doing my work and taking my orders and doing stuff for my mum, and then all of a sudden this shiny spaceship dropped out of the sky. Yeah. And this beautiful princess was there, and these two Jedi were there, and yeah, and here we go, you know. I'd say all right. Um, I'd say another disadvantage of this film, and it kind of links into what I would have liked that I do like, and. Yeah, whatever. Um, so the final bit has four major action scenes yeah. or action plots going on. You have Padme trying to take back over the palace. Yeah. You have Anakin in space doing flips and roly polies and tricks. Do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Um, then you have Darth Maul fight, and then you have the Gungan fight. The armies meeting in the. Yeah. yeah. Take out two of them. And merge one into the other. If this makes sense. Right. Take out the Gungan fight, because fuck that. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't Continue. know. Just take that out. Um, keep Darth Maul fight, because lightsabers, you need lightsabers in a film. And yeah, whatever. Um, take the... Sp- and link the spaceship battle. Not necessarily go into space, but have Anakin pilot a ship, because he's obviously a great pilot. And to showcase his skills as, as such a young age with taking over the palace. Right, so just have the scene that Qui-Gon, again... Have, like, dogfights over the city or something like Dogfights over the city, or necessarily just sort of, like, have... You know, you have the whole pod race scene. I actually quite like that. Keep that in the or film. Or have him pilot it, a speeder. Pilot a tank. One yeah, the, that would be cool. Kind of mirror the return of the Jedi. Yeah. You know when Chewbacca takes over the ATST. Just have Anakin, like, you know, Qui-Gon does exactly the same as what he did. It's like, stay in the ship, Anakin, do what you're told and whatever. And then Anakin just presses some buttons and just has this sort of natural knowledge. Now for how to do of, it. Oh, yeah. fuck, this must mean this. Oh, this is simple to this me. Is the trigger. And he's, he's, yeah, he's piloting a fucking Separatist tank. And, yeah, has that, like, really good moment where, like, he's helping out, like, in the battlefield, like, when Padme and all the crew need to blow down doors or whatever. Anakin's just like, oh, I'll just press this button. Boom! And then they're in. Mm. And then like he's obviously holding off the hordes of droids that are trying to come after them. I think that would... I don't know, I'm being biased, but that's he, my here's idea. Better, like, here, here, well, yeah. here's an, I don't know why I said better, but here's an, another idea. No, expand on it. You yeah. can get rid of the... Get rid of the space battle completely. Yeah. Because it just doesn't need to... Yeah. I, I, We've seen enough space battles from Star Wars. Maybe have it's more. It's cool. Yeah. And it's unique on in cinema. There's nothing quite like it, but... But do something different. Have this dogfight play out with Anakin as the two armies clash. Mm. And have the Gungans maybe mixed in with the army of the Queen as well, the military, fighting the droids. And have this as the start ignite for the start of the war. Yes. Because what's always int- what's always been interesting to me is the Separatists land on Naboo. They mm. they do a they do a they do an invasion. A Nazi Germany. They they, they, invade, they burst into They, they actually do take over it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they take over and they kill a few people yeah, yeah. to make a point and they blockade the planet. That's an act of war against the Republic. 
Yeah, yeah. So have this be the first battle of the Republic, and have subsequently in Attack of the Clones before the clones show up. Yeah. The Republic working out a way and saying we cannot have our citizens keep fighting the fight against the Separatists. They're too powerful. We need a military, an active military. Yeah, yeah. And have this more of the explanation of why the clones are needed. Yeah. Because all the stuff about the clones and the military and and why they need an army is all there, but it's all kind of in the background and it doesn't really matter in Attack of the Clones because mm. you're focusing on why Anakin hates sand and <laughs> rolling around in fields and yeah <laughs> and this sort of stuff. But that should be the that should be the ignite igniting battle of the rebellion mm. on the fields in Naboo and then you could have the Jedi going with Padme in behind enemy lines to retake the palace and that's when they bump into Darth Maul yeah. but don't have those two fights overlap have them lead into one another Yeah. so have them fight back yeah we, we're in the throne room we've got it yeah this is cool right we better get out and help those mm. Holy fight, shit. Fight. There's oh a Sith Darth Lord. Maul showed up yeah. and then have the Jedi fight him and then yeah like whilst all this is happening like again it sort of like switches scenes like going from Darth Maul trying to get to Naboo because he's obviously <clears> heard some sort of like oh shit Naboo's being retaken over by the Queen and whatever we need help and then Darth Maul's like right Oh shit! Sorry. Um, clutching my fists, you know, cracking knuckles. I'm ready for this shit, and then he comes and bursts into the scene and fights. Yeah. Yeah. Have something like that. That's a better way to do it. Yeah. More is less. Uh, less is more. Yeah. It, yeah. You don't have to have four different. Or more scenes. is less. Either yeah, one yeah. works. You know. You and can have all the, all the elements that you want. You can have Anakin piloting. You can have a large scale conflict. You can have them doing the bit in the palace. You can have the lightsaber fight, but you just condense it. Yeah. From multiple different locations to a few, and it makes more... Yeah. You know. And I I, uh, I don't know about if you're going to agree with this, but I'd have it way less choreographed, the fighting in lightsabers. Way less. Yeah, because it's always an argument, this... isn't it, over which style of lightsaber fight people like better. I prefer... Everybody has a preference. Obviously, you've got to have some choreography, because they're slightly more skilled as with lightsabers because they've been around for ages and Jedi and stuff like that um, but I'd say like because there's a there's a video that I saw on YouTube ages ago and it basically was like he slowed down each fighting swing and it's like they're not even aiming to hit one another they're always aiming slightly above or to this sort of point where it just doesn't make sense why would you aim there when you have a clear opening there and yeah, or like to his leg when you can go for his head and stuff the like that. The lightsaber fights in the prequels is they are too swishly and flashy and looks cool and they're too. Oh, we need a long fight where these two Jedi are just you know clashing lightsabers. I think what they skip out on and what they do do in the uh, <laughs> do do what they do <laughs> in in uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah, is that they have Kylo on the front foot and Finn. You know, one person attacking, one person defending. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. one is reacting to what the other one does. Yeah. Rather there's than both not... aiming for a point. Yeah, there's not. That's any... the style of fighting. It's almost like um, if you watch historical medieval dramas, it's like two like knights that. fighting. And it's like with A New Hope, it's literally just sort of like the fight in that. It's like um, fencing, like they're doing jabs and like doing slow. Yeah. Like finesse. I'd moves have it a bit more energetic like that. than that. More but... energetic than that, but for what it was at the time. It's it was fine. It's, like it's, it's different. It's it's sort of like a... I don't know, adding like a, a sort of a... I guess that yeah. was along the lines of there's a sort of a code of lightsaber fighting where you, you know, bow to your opponent and then you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know whether that you should take it that far. But should, certainly, there well. should be sort of this idea that lightsabers are a bit more unwieldy to wield. But yeah. you're again, it's the less is more thing. It's yeah. like one have Darth Maul going in with a double-ended lightsaber and have Obi Wan and, and Qui Gon having to defend his blows. Yeah. Rather it, than it's this sort of kinda, twirly dance yeah. where they're both dancing around him as he kind of like because it's it around his head and it's shit. not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it's yeah, I, I just think that yeah, there's moments where like he goes to like attack Obi Wan's head, but if he does like, you know, follow through, he completely misses his head. He mm. doesn't actually hit him. Mm. Which yeah, I just find a bit of a problem. And yeah, it's all the same like, you know, Obi Wan like swing or swipes for his legs, but he's just literally just swinging at the floor. He doesn't actually like if, you know, again, if he follows through, he doesn't hit his legs at all. And in the end, like Darth Maul's death I'm calling it a death because he comes back he in the extended canon. Yeah, well, until Solo, until that is just whatever. Um, Don't cross the streams, man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but like, <laughs> like, is all the fighting and like defending that we've seen Darth Maul do? He just sort of like just stands there, and just watches him cutting him in half, and you're like, you're not even gonna try and, and block that. Also, he jumps okay. over his head. Yeah. Without him reacting, which I've always found, the more I watch, like as a kid, I was like, oh yeah, do a barrel roll, that was awesome. Yeah. The but more I watch it now, I'm like, it. he could have easily just chopped him as he as he flips over him there. And technically, Darth Maul had the higher ground. He did. Hmm. 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 Shocking. Mm. George Lucas, goddamn. Mm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> mm. I thank George. It's a cool fight, though. I mean, it, it's cool. It, it's cool. And I guess that's the thing is it's like, oh, it's flashy and it's good to look at. You it, you yeah. can't apply logic to it because as soon as you do it, it yeah. starts to fall And plus, again, like I'm probably going to say this every time I like sort of criticise Star Wars, it's a film about space wizards and lasers and stuff. Who cares? <laughs> and also there's a moment like at the start of the film where again this is a bit of a plot hole but it's like you see Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan get sort of like surrounded by droidicas and then they sort of force speed run away very quickly yeah oh where was that Obi-Wan in any other movie it, well in the end yeah he could have like force speeded right across and like dodged all the lasers and gone and helped Qui-Gon no he just started to run normally like a little boy <laughs> because yeah, suspense yeah um, it's because we haven't got enough budget to have both Hayden Christian and Liam Neeson in one movie. Mm, yeah. So, uh, that's it. I can't really think of anything Interesting else, like... conversation point here. Yeah. Would these... And I'm kind of talking a more broader scope here mm -hmm. with all three prequels. Yeah, yeah. Would these have been better over six movies? Uh... Well, I mean, yeah. Do they suffer if it's from done the same, well, do they suffer from the same problem that Rise of Skywalker suffers from, in which they are trying to tell too much stuff in one movie? Maybe. Because I feel that one of the one of the major things I always think about is, ah, oh, Anakin being really young in the first movie doesn't do it any good. I think that because was... he doesn't show any sign of being a Sith Lord until the second. Well, not even the second movie. It feels like uh, the... I don't mind that. Because like I, what I would have had in the first film, Phantom Menace, is literally have him being a, a kind of a ray, yeah. being really good at piloting and showing so much promise and like, fuck this kid, 
All right, take out metachlorates. <laughs> yes, do that. Take that out. I mean, I, I, I get why George Lucas was trying to explain where the Force came from, but it's like, think of it as this spiritual essence. As soon as you like, try to... Ex- this is the same thing I argue with lightsabers. Yeah. The more you try and explain it and show it off, the less mystique it has. Yeah. And, and the therefore, less the less meaning. special it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to the point at which... It's just a thing. It's just flashy stuff for... Yeah. One of the great things about the original movies is because lightsaber fights, there's only like two major ones. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I don't really even count the Darth Vader Obi-Wan fight as a fight. It's a conflict. It's a sparring session and a yeah. conversation. Mm. Um, although the fan version of it online is pretty cool. Where I have seen that. It is very cool. Yeah, movie. it's actually done really well. And I like the added bits from the prequels in there as well. The, yeah. The voice tags and stuff is really good. Um, makes that fight so much more emotional after you know everything that happens yeah. in episode three. But this is yeah. There it's... is there are good things about the prequels that we will talk about as well as we discuss them. But yeah, it's, it's the same thing with the force. It's like just leave it as a magical thing that nobody understands. Like that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, that's fine. What's wrong with that? Do you li- okay? Do you like Anakin having not a father? I think it's dumb. Yeah. I because. It's a bit too Jesus-y for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's... He's the chosen one. He's the chosen one, but he's not, because the Emperor doesn't die, th- and, and in the end it's Rey who do, and it doesn't... That die. bit, fuck that. <laughs> Just, Just, let's forget about fuck the Rise that of Skywalker film. for a minute. Um, I, I was thinking about this last night when I was work, working, and I was thinking, like... I'm not a fan of like the whole oh he's the chosen one or whatever like him being the one to bring it down and him out having a father just as Jesus but I do like the aspect of if he was the chosen one which he is he is he, he always is. is he is the chosen one he has to go through so much murderous <laughs> evilness to then get to the goodness that sounds really I probably worded that really badly to get to the goodness to get the goodness yes um yeah, no, I, I like the fact that everyone thinks he's the chosen one, or like, you know, the prophecy says, hey, he's the chosen one, so see, we have to go with it. See, this is why you, the Clone Wars is, I'm telling you, man, it's there's so many great, there's a scene where he, Anakin is doubting his ability to be the chosen one mm. uh, in later on in the Clone Wars, and he goes and he visits, I don't know the full details because I've not watched the full episode, because I've not watched all of them, I'm mm. sorry. That's right. Um, I need to, we need to, maybe we'll rewatch them together, actually. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll see them for the first time. But watch them in uh, chronological chronological order yeah, rather yeah. than showing order because there's actually a specific order that you should view them in because oh. they're all episodic and they don't follow on from one another. Oh. Ah. So somebody's come up with a list of like, you watch like season four, episode 12 first because that's the first one in... But then again, I'm sort of like, I'd like to watch them in the way they came out. Yeah. I'm a bit I like I mean, they do, they do kind of follow on, but the... I guess what it, 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 it's because it's following multiple conflicts on multiple planets and hopping in and out of those stories and they crop up later. People are like, well, actually, if you watch this section of stuff together, it makes sense as yeah. one story. But anyway, hey. I'll have to read up more on it. But the Clone Wars has many great scenes. And there's one where he visits Qui-Gon's ghost and Qui-Gon's force ghost appears to him mm. on this planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I, I, I don't want to do this. Da, 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 da. And Qui-Gon says, do you believe you're the chosen one? Yeah. Because I believe you're the chosen one. And I believe that you will find your own path. Yeah. In amongst all this, you will find a way. You'll eventually 
take out the Dark Lord after killing You will become a child murderer, first of all, and you will become the most... But it's worth it. And you will become, (laughs) arguably, a Sith Lord that is even more powerful than Darth Sidious is, just restricted by what happens to him in Episode 3. And you'll always be known as one of the greatest villains of all time. But you will, one day... It's worth it, right? Yeah, you will one day come to a realisation of what it's all been for. Yeah, It's worth killing all those kids. <laughs> Get about child murder just for the moment. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, but yeah, like, I, I actually quite like the fact that yeah, he's the chosen one, but he has to become a murderous psychopath first before he ends up saving the galaxy. Try to do a hero story. Yeah, I like that. Realising it's really like too late. George Lucas, you're a genius. Um, but it's, it's really in fact have you watched the um, the chosen one edit by uh, Heroes Fans Project no I haven't oh we need to watch that Ooh, afterwards I'll, I'll watch that in a minute we'll watch the Obi-Wan as well one as well because that's really good okay yeah we'll do Obi-Wan oh my god ah oh, the Clone Wars man I can't okay. I can't, <laughs> I can't sort of smile about the Clone Wars enough because there's so much backstory for Obi-Wan in that as well and you you find out just how tragic of a character Obi-Wan is as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as sort of the typical, I sacrifice everything for the job kind of person. Yeah. Um, which he does. He does sacrifice everything for the job. I just had another thought. Do you like, um, the f- droid-wise, do you like them? Like both? The droid. Just in general. Um, all droids. <laughs> all droids. All droids. <laughs> do you like the fact that I like the droid army. I like the idea of this sort of completely mechanised army that is a bit of comic relief as well. I think they're used very well in the I actually quite like them. I like... um, But they're also shown to be very deadly as well, which I think is, you know... Are they better than stormtroopers? No. Are they as bad as stormtroopers? Can they hit something? I mean, no. No, they can't. (laughs) But... Nobody can. Nobody can aim. I. I just think it's a thing. Like lasers are flawed weapons. I. I'm, <laughs> I just think they misfire a lot. <laughs> they're too accurate. Yeah. They're yeah. too. I guess they're less elegant. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's why you should use a lightsaber. Yeah, use a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you like the fact that C three PO is the the building process of Anakin? No. No. It breaks. As you were saying the other day, all of the the all the characters knowing each other completely breaks everything that happens in every other movie. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, well, how does Darth Vader not recognise them? He's not mm. had his memory wiped, as far as we're yeah, aware. Yeah, the droids have. Did R2? I don't see no, R2 did. didn't. He stores everything. If you want to know about everything in the Star Wars universe, tap into R2's memory banks. Yeah. Because he has everything in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. The trouble is when you introduce something like that. No one understands You introduce them. a massive plot hole of which it's like, well, why doesn't somebody just ask R2 what happened? Because he knows. He's seen all of it. Yeah, and the fact that even Obi-Wan in episode four is like, I don't know, remember owning a droid? I, according to episode one, you did. <laughs> Especially this droid. You had, two, you had conversations with both of them. Yeah. And you have done it multiple times throughout the pre- yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. it just, it completely... They should have, of course, they should have had a presence in in these prequel movies, yeah. but you know, with Padme, it makes more sense for them to be Padme's possessions because they become yeah. Leia's possessions when she's. Do you think it would have been a f- okay? Right, if we were to add the jokes into this franchise, do you think it would have been a funny? It might have gotten old really quickly, but a funny gag to like have C three P and R two exit a scene as soon as 
Obi-Wan and everyone else, or all the other main characters, were just entering a scene. Maybe. Just, that been uh, they're just missing each other at the right time and stuff like that. So obviously, they would never have known each other, even though they were so the close to each other. The old consequence of meeting. Of yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coincidence of stuff, yeah. It's like as soon as someone's about to enter a room, like Obi Wan, but he sort of like gets told, "Oh, Obi Wan, before you enter that room, I need to tell you something really quick." And then the, the shadow doors close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, no, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and you're like, "No, you piece of shit, they could have met." <laughs> I think that would have been pretty funny, but let's like, write the entire trilogy. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. It would have been, been a nightmare really to write around. Or like you know if. <laughs> like Obi-Wan in episode 3 when he's looking through the archives and looking at like Anakin like killing everyone oh, sorry spoilers for those movies child like, murder yeah uh, when he's like looking through all like you know the CCTV and stuff yeah. like that and like as soon as R2 or c 3 is about to enter like he sort of like gets a glimpse of another camera so he looks at that one as they're in that camera <laughs> I think that would be pretty good yeah I wonder what everyone else thinks of that. It's probably a bad idea, but... Yeah, so... Yeah. Any other thoughts of Phantom Menace? Anakin's too young. Too young? Yeah, have him as a... This kind of feeds into the idea that I think that there's too much going on in these movies and they need to be stretched out. Yeah. You need to meet him at an age where he's a little bit more... As you said, like, Ray. Like, he's... he's uh, also... Can we have him use the force in the first movie at some point? Does he use the force at all? I don't think he does. Um, I guess at least Luke used the force of... in A New Hope. Well, when he shoots the to shoot the missile to well, guide the missile. Okay, I was about to say you guess you could say he does because remember when Qui Gon goes up to Anakin is like, "Don't think, feel." When he's pod racing. Yeah, but then you never see that, do you? As far yeah. well, I it's, it's hinted. I've watched them. It's very lightly hinted. Yeah. Then feels the force throughout the pod race but he keeps all of the tech I, yeah it's, it's not missing a scene it's not I, clear it's not i can't clear. i can't remember either but yeah it's it's so said what would have been cool if him. he was he was slightly older maybe like teenage years same age as padme and, 13, and 14, he was yeah, running yeah. around the palace with padme trying to save her or yeah. something or help her and the two of them go on a little adventure together you know um, maybe he's, yeah, yeah. maybe they're like well, anakin this isn't for you go and and he's like, no, I want to be here to help you retake the palace, yada, yada, yada. And then a droid is threatening something and he just puts his hand out and, you know, blasts the thing away. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's just a thought. I'm just trying to think. I maybe think maybe like... I'd say instead of using the actual force, like physically, just sort of, again, if he's like in a, in a ship or a tank or something like that, him feeling like closing his eyes feeling and then pulling the trigger and then just something happens like he hits the right person at the right time or something like that again kind of like or when alluding... he flies into the, the I guess you'd, we, we'd want to take the, with our rewrite we'd probably take the space battle out but yeah yeah well maybe not but if, when he flies into the, the ship have him do it completely eyes closed and just fly through the whole thing do you like a, a bit of like you know if you put a child in a scary situation, they close their eyes and they flinch and stuff like that. Like they, you know, they hold their hands up to their eyes because they don't really want to like have him do that, but still holding the equipment, mm. but he's got his eyes closed because he's scared of like, you know, hitting something accidentally, but because he's like got his eyes closed, he uses a force and he like, you know, rethinks of what Qui-Gon has been saying to him. Don't think, feel. And then he sort of like calms down still with his yeah, eyes closed. He, he is- 
and then yeah, he's like flying around like also majestically. When, do you know what? Do you know what would have been a more emotional impact is when Qui Gon dies, Anakin feels it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd have been good. Like they because they've met and stuff, and they have like this forced connection. Yeah. Anakin is so powerful that when a Jedi dies within think, a certain yeah. range, he can feel it. I think another. Problem. And then you have that echoing line in his head of. Yeah. You know, feel don't don't think feel. This this kind of actually makes me think that Qui Gon's not really alluded to at all, other than this film. No. Which is a shame because he's such a massive. He is such a he's such a massive character in the Star Wars universe, just as yeah. it is. He's the one that finds Anakin and tells everyone to take him. He's also the but one who other than teaches this film, every other Jedi how to become a Force ghost. Yeah. And it literally. That, that, a little bit spoilers of into like re- re- to Revenge of the Sith. He's like has one sentence of mention. Oh, like when Yoda talks to Obi Wan. Oh, it's blah blah blah. Your your old master Qui Gon. That's it. That's all we ever get told about him. And again, he gets that's exp- it. Expanded upon in Clone Wars. <laughs> oh, I, I, I shouldn't have to. Yeah, I, I always mention that. I shouldn't have to read anything in the expanded universe to understand what happens in the main films if, if it's not mentioned doesn't happen to me I, th- I mean I will eventually with, with this statement because I know it's one thing that you 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 ask you do get annoyed at here's an interesting point hmm. seeing as Star Wars The Clone Wars came out after Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. does that does it still apply if you're adding to it but through the eyes of the creator because that's what The Clone Wars is it's kind of like it's not made by officially by Lucasfilm, but George Lucas advised. He was there every like every episode. He advised the studio on because they reached out to him and they said, "We want to do this with your blessing, mm. and we want your ideas to be a part of this as well, so that we write this so it's as canon as it can be." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind. You Whereas, adding... if, if you were to make like, let's take the prequels, then no, not the prequels. I, okay. Let's take the sequels. We shouldn't have to know about the Emperor cloning loads of things and read extra things. That should be in the movie. Yeah, it should be in the movie. Whereas, I'm okay with the Clone Wars being as it is because it came after Yeah. we'd already seen Qui-Con die, but then you're adding to his mystique over what was kind of there. So yeah. you can watch the movies and that's fine, but if you want to delve deeper, you can go there. You don't, so I, yeah, I don't, it's I don't not the mind. opposite. It's not like, please read this first before you go and see the movie. Yeah, I, I don't mind having all this added stuff like the Clone Wars out yeah. and such, etc. But as long as it doesn't take away anything from the main films or add anything that you should know in the film, yeah. that's fine. Like Darth Maul. Like, he effectively dies in Phantom Menace and it's not until Solo and you're like, wait, what? You're alive? How? What? Yeah. Why? When? That's what I said what earlier about not crossing the streams. And I really yeah. hope they don't bring him back in in the Kenobi series because he already has a f- com- confrontation with Obi Wan yeah. and Rebels. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. perfect. I have seen that as well. It's yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. and it shouldn't be altered in any way. Yeah. Like, it's like if you want to expand your knowledge on Star Wars and whatever, there it is. Knock yourself out. But again, like we just mentioned, Darth Maul and fucking Emperor coming back, you're just like. Why? How? Yeah. Like, Why is, doesn't make sense. Also, also, it's something that's not. Com- it's completely unrelated to anything that happens in the Clone Wars with Darth yeah. Maul. 
because he's running this operation thing, isn't he? As far as I'm aware, in Solo, yeah, he's like never uh, gets mentioned in any other media he's in. Yeah, it's fine, whatever. But it's like, I, I guess it's kind if of. If you're gonna have him cameo at the end of Solo, at least make it the Darth Maul appropriate for that timeline where he is in the Clone Wars and stuff. Mm. I'm sure it is, but I don't know. I haven't seen the film in a while, Solo. Yeah. Um, but. I guess that kind of links so into... I guess around that time he would be... Because Solo... When does Solo happen? Before New Hope. Very long time before New Hope. Um, for The ending of Solo is like maybe a couple years before New Hope. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I meant to believe that Han Solo ages that much in that time? Well, it's about the same age. Really? I think, look, I think, I think the main... They too different. I think that's the trouble. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I mean, different actors. Well, yeah, they should have never made Solo, let's just agree upon that. I don't know, I I feel like, yeah, so he would be, so yeah, he would have, he would be right around the time where he decides to uh, find Ezra Miller. No, not Ezra Miller, what am I on about? Ezra Bridger, sorry, who is the the main character. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he goes to confront Obi-Wan. And then dies. So why is he running an undercover operation? No, it doesn't make any sense. Again, they they haven't checked the. They've just dropped a character in because they felt like it. Yeah, it, literally actually, that solo was literally just that. It's like ah, you know, it'd be really cool. Yeah, Darth Maul's without back, anybody bitch. without anybody saying well, well, hang on before you bring him back. Yes, he comes back in the Clone Wars, but you need to read all this first yeah, if yeah, you yeah. are going to bring him back. It's just fan service it's without true. any knowledge. It's like the it's like the Emperor, as you said. It's, it's like, like bringing um, the Emperor back. It's with. A little bit into a different franchise, but it's like um, the Crimes of Grindelwald. It's like apparently Professor McGonagall's in it. She is, yeah. Yeah, For even one, though one scene, even though doesn't make fucking sense because she's not meant to be born then. No. <laughs> Unless we just admit that she's such a powerful witch that she has extended life. No, but I think even like in canon, it's like she was born this date. Yeah, it was written, uh, yeah, I think you're right. It was written beforehand by J.K. Rowling, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it literally should not happen. But there's this woman with a Scottish accent, and it's like that's meant to be Professor McGonagall. Also, she also Dumbledore, I think, says her name in the movie. Jesus Christ! Um, and like going back to like the whole, like, I hope just because this thing happens doesn't mean it should explain what happens in this medium. It's the same with Marvel and what they're doing with. Uh, Wonder Vision and Doctor Strange. Scarlet Witch is supposed to be in Doctor Strange as like a main character, like yeah. his sidekick or something like that. Yeah. And it's like whatever happens in Wonder Vision directly coincides with what happens in Doctor Strange. And I'm like, as much as I love Marvel and as much as I am going to watch everything that they do, regardless whether it's shit or bad, because I'm not much of a fanboy. Um, I'm not necessarily liking that because I'm just thinking if some random person just just watches the films, would it make sense to them to go into Doctor Strange and then for Scarlet Witch just to be this, I don't know, all-powerful being and then her to have all this rich backstory and stuff like that? If it's explained well enough in the film, like, ah, Scarlet Witch, where have you been? And then she just sort of, like, shows or alludes. Again, rather than just telling us, oh, I've been through this traumatising shit yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. showing rather than telling showing rather than, than telling. telling yeah 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 I think I think we've just, what we've kind of established through this discussion is that 
it works one way better than the other. Yeah. If you build upon a character after they have had their main story arc in a movie thing, in another media, that's good. To a point. But if you do it the other way around, it causes problems mm. because it, it can mean that a character shows up with all of this stuff and knowledge that people who just watch that medium don't know about. Yeah. Whereas I think if a character is if a character's already died in the main medium and you go back and then have a story about them it doesn't matter so much yeah 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 I, I don't know as long it's, as you, it's a weird as long balance you just but... need to know you just, just do it right it's easier said than done just write good yeah <laughs> and it's like if I guess the best loose things, connections rather than solid connections yeah, the best things come about in storytelling if people have limits yeah like a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi is so good as a trilogy because George Lucas had all these limits in trying to make the first film. It's like, you know, apparently he wanted Han Solo to be this like space lizard, this weird space lizard alien yeah. person. But yeah. no, because he obviously couldn't do that much. No space lizards. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's so much more he wanted to do, but he couldn't. And it ended up working for the best of it. Yeah. So. Less. Less is more. more. That's the that's the lesson today, children. Less is more. Um, anything else from the film? Anything else from? Is it good? Phantom Menace. Is the Phantom Menace a good film? It's alright. It's fine. It's enjoyable. It's fine. It's one of those films that the ending makes up for the film in as a whole. Yeah. I guess a bit like Rogue One, but not as good. Because Rogue One, you're sort of like, yeah, you're getting along with it, you're fine, it's good, yeah, it's good, fun time. And then this ending happens and you're like, what? that sticks with you. So it's you so think, good, the ending of Rogue you One. You think Rogue One is a good, well, I mean, it is a good movie, but you think it's an incredible film, one of the best ever, because the ending because sticks the ending, out, yeah. it sticks out so much. And yeah, I think I think people a, think, I think people say that Phantom Menace is good because of the last few movements. Of yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't actually think it's that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. On when I rewatch it now, or when I have, I've always thought, God, it's so mundane and yeah. so. The word is monotone. Like I mentioned it earlier, it's mm. just so one note throughout the whole thing. It's like. It's not in, not until you trying get... to get to a point, and not caring about the journey. Yeah, yeah. There was effort. It's all about the journey. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that is all we have for today's episode. We got to get ready for D&D in a second. Um, we do, yeah. Because we're going to battle whatever we need to battle. Um, so, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you have like, your opinions on yourself. If you have any opinions on why you love Phantom Menace, did you grow up with it, whatever, send us an email. Send us a question. Send us suggestions of what to do in future episodes. Do it. Do it. Um, yeah, that is at cityofgeekumpod at gmail.com. Um, I hope we will read everything out that we get. I haven't got anything yet. Oh, well, it's fine. Early days. Um, if you want to give us a review, you can on... I, I guess you can on Spotify and anything that you're listening to it on. Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Give us a five-star if you love it or hate it, because I'm not going to read anything else that isn't a five-star. Um <laughs> Yeah, we'll try and get socials done. Um, we've always said that, but we'll we'll get that done eventually. Um, yeah, if we will. you we've got to plan it out. Yeah, if you very much like this, uh, do share with your friends if you think they'd enjoy this episode uh, um, and give us their opinions. 
Um, yeah, spread the word around. You just show everyone, even your dog or your cat. Maybe they'll like it. No, maybe they'll like the music. I don't know. Show yeah. your, show your. I think so. Show your gran. Show, well, maybe not because she's in danger of the virus. So maybe. Oh not. yes. Don't visit your nan. Keep on forgetting. Your <laughs> dad. Don't visit your family. Don't visit your friends. Just be antisocial. Be antisocial. Listen to this. Listen to every single one of our podcasts. Even though earlier episodes the audio isn't that good, I do apologize for that. But yeah, stay safe. Stay quarantined. Um, be a good boy. Save the country. Be a good girl. Be a good girl. Sorry. Be a good person. Be a good plank of be wood. Be a good if, homo sapien. Be, um, be a good plank of wood if that is what you identify as. Because people identify as a plank of wood or a chainsaw. Identify as that. Those people better never meet. <laughs> that would be a little bit... <laughs> that could yeah. go badly. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, stay safe. Hopefully the, the virus will not spread and we'll be fine soon enough. Hopefully we'll start getting more messages of hope. Yes. From media and things. Yeah, so... Um, Keep believing, slowly but surely. Yeah, listen to other podcasts, I, I'd recommend. Yeah, uh, obviously ours, Obviously ours first, go on. Oh yeah, and I, I better plug my Twitch. Um, it's, I think it's Rizikins. R-I-Z-Z-A-K-I-N. Jesus fucking Christ. I-R-I- You need to have a coffee in a minute, man. Wake yourself up. Here's another hot chocolate, especially if it's fine. That's my Twitch. Go over, you could probably like, I don't have a face cam or like talk. It's just me playing games. Yeah. Just scroll through, yeah. watch it if you like it. I'll probably stream some stuff in the future. Um, but yeah, have fun. Uh, we will see you in the next. Have fun, say, say, See you soon. Next episode, which we'll talk about Attack of the Clones, I guess. Or as yes. Else. Yeah, might as well get through these prequels. But yeah, that's all good. Have a good evening or morning or day. Good night. Good day to you, sirs. Good day. Good day to you people. Goodbye. Have a nice one. Bye.